0: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW
1: Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: We ain't going to stand here. I don't want
1: to die. Even the podcast is afraid. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Even the Podcast is Afraid. I'm Jared, and I'm here with Nick and Sam as we continue our series on Australia's most notorious serial killer, Ivan Malat. the man who beat people with backpacks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> backpack, backpack. Back. <laughs> Not quite.
3: <laughs> and welcome back, Sam. Her yes, internet out of is prison. back
1: working. Yep. Yes.
2: Only only took a day. That was it. You know. Yeah. Meth charge. Day. It's like
1: it's like getting a speeding ticket. Yeah,
2: yeah, they're just like, whatever.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But obviously, before we get started back into the series, we need to mention the Crime and Conspiracy Network. If you want to catch up on the newest uh, TV episodes of Even the Podcast is Afraid, make sure you download the Crime and Conspiracy Network on iOS, Android, Google Play, Roku, Vizio TVs, the Amazon App Store, and many more places so you don't miss those new episodes. And we are still uploading uh, older TV show episodes on YouTube. Uh, This week, currently, as of recording this, uh, Men in Black Part 1 was released on our YouTube channel.
2: That's a pretty good series.
1: Yeah. Check out our sponsor,
2: Raid Shadow Legends. (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> no we no, did not we, join Nick, that we club. won't stoop that low i keep getting
1: i keep getting emails from Streamlabs being like oh you have an offer available for sponsorship and it's raid i'm like no decline
3: of course, it is. Decline. Of course <laughs> it is of course
2: it is terrible
3: all right sam you're getting to start this off in part two i'm assuming that you uh you got caught, caught up, up. Part one <laughs> <laughs> yes all right. so i
2: caught up no and Are and y'all? I just want to say this too in part 1 how the fuck is there 30,000 people like missing just in Australia alone like that is like fucking wild
1: Snakes spiders jellyfish They had a miss-
2: They Gators had a prime minister go crocodiles? missing there. Huh? They had
1: like they had a prime minister like just disappear What yeah, he what they they suspect they still haven't found him they he sus- went to an God. Outback Steakhouse
3: and disappeared. Yeah.
1: well, they suspect they suspect he because he liked cliff diving or diving or whatever, and that he got stung oh. by a jellyfish and like drowned and died. But they never oh, yeah. found. A... Now, the thing is, apparently, that's
2: so specific though. Like,
1: what? Well, apparently, <laughs> what I died by talking? jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, like the issue was because you know, like if the head of a country gets killed, there's an order of succession, right? Right. But what happens when they go missing? They're not... De- so it's like the government kind of stopped until they're like, um, so what do we do? Because it's like...
2: I mean, I, I'm guessing they have a period like after a certain amount of time that you've been missing, you know, they have to like put somebody else in charge. They can't just keep Yeah, it's waiting. called a
3: pregnancy test. That's what they put in charge.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, I, you just went period missing. Oh, yeah. Pregnancy test.
2: <laughs> wow. Of course.
3: Are y'all ready? Let's do it. To venture back into the outback.
2: Let's do it. I've got a snake.
3: (laughs) When we last left off, targeting backpacking tourists and locals is a clever strategy. It is a well-known fact that many serial killers target non-persons. Some people are classified or considered to be, even by some members of law enforcement, as non-persons. These are generally people who would not be missed right away or even at all. This is why we see serial killers target sex workers, drug addicts, and hitchhikers. Many indigenous persons of Canada, America, and Australia also fit into this category. There is a demand to investigate these native disappearances and give them more attention than has been given.
2: That's kind of fucked up, though. Imagine being considered a non-person, like a non-human being, just because you're in a different line of work or... You're, you know, an indigenous person. Or you're missing
3: your belly button.
2: Like what? The- <laughs> like well, the-, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, it's just so weird. That's crazy.
3: With like, if you're watching us, this alien on my t-shirt, see, he doesn't have a belly button.
2: It's a non-person. Non-person. It's a non-person. A non-person. Non-person.
1: But especially like sex workers, a lot of them do just leave, right? Because, like they move on, and uh, so law enforcement aren't going to take their resources to look for someone that probably That's just so
2: fucked up.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. That's why Willie Picton was so um successful for
3: lack right. of a better term.
1: It supposedly made a fantastic hot dog. Apparently.
2: Oh. No thank you. Mm. Well, well, we meat. we no. said this last
3: last episode. We will redo <laughs> Willie Picton at some point. Sam, mm. you've got to hear that story.
2: Oh, I do. I do. I'm very interested.
3: That was a me and Nick Uh, series there but we we can go back and redo willie pickton yeah these backpackers fit into the category of non-persons their travels would be difficult to trace or follow their absence might not be immediately noticed and could in fact be shrugged off as they decided to extend their travels or perhaps they got lost in paris by natural causes like a jellyfish nick exactly
2: like just a freak (laughs) accident
1: yeah and I think, too, if you're backpacking through somewhere,
2: mm-hmm.
1: no one's even like your family, friends, they're not going to know where you are specifically. Even even now with technology, like cell phones and stuff, unless you have like a GPS tracker that people are locating you constantly, they're not gonna or, know a exactly GPS, phone. or yeah. GPS phone or GPS phone. Yeah. But
2: the thing the thing is, is that this is around a time period where there were yes. no cell phones and stuff. So if you went missing like that was it. Like you were gone, you know, at least if you go missing now, if they find your phone or like you said, like GPS and stuff, you can maybe find the person. I know we still have like missing people every day, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just with technology, it's going to be noticed faster. Yeah.
1: Because you can, you know, FaceTime your family or, you know, text right. them or whatever. And right. You could back post then, like
2: on Facebook and stuff, hey, you know, my brother's missing or whatever and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and back share. then,
1: you're not really, you're probably not phoning home because I have no
3: idea
2: how right. to call
1: internationally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Being on a hiking trail in the U.S. or in Australia can put you in immediate danger depending on the remoteness, the access to cell phone service and how many traveling companions are with you, it could be a very dangerous thing.
2: I mean, think about it. How many people go missing, you know, it just going on a hike and, and they're just gone. They just vanish. Yeah. And yeah. it's crazy. I
1: mm. do you ever see that what the hell is the movie? One hundred and sixty two hours or whatever, the one where the guy fell in the cliff? in the
2: ditch or yeah. whatever that that uh yeah, I've fell that in crevice the yeah, he yeah, found like a crevice essentially.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, the like, crevice! A, I was about yeah. to say if
3: he fell in a ditch and he couldn't find his way out. of mouth. <laughs> I'm confused.
1: <laughs>
3: Sir, just stand you know, up. No, it was like he needs was more he... <laughs> than you know help from emergency help.
2: <laughs> yeah, he was like hiking like a mountain or some shit. Yeah, he was and like, he, like biking. Fell and he into fell into the crack, like literally right in between, like a crack, and, and he couldn't get out.
1: It dislodged a boulder which landed on his arm
2: yeah so he couldn't
1: get it and this was i think early 2000s mm-hmm. and he well, didn't he have any survived Web. yeah he survived because he cut his own arm off
2: yeah i yeah. saw the movie it's and some I crazy read the ass book. shit
1: <laughs> i saw the movie and i read the book i will say the book was very boring because yeah. they have to space out everything so within it was this guy's an outdoorsman within it were tales of him like hiking i'm like i don't care He's like oh i went hiking <laughs> and i saw a bear it's like okay
3: Yeah, to the part where you
1: cut your arm off.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's pretty brutal.
3: The bodies of seven missing young people aged 19 to 22 were discovered partially buried in the Belangelo State Forest. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry, Australian listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Southwest of the New South Wales town of Burma. That is not, that can't be Burma. I assume. Burma. Yeah. I'm sorry I called it Burma because
1: Burma is a war zone. (laughs) Still, there there could be a war going on there too. (laughs) Not in Burma. Oh, oh, Burma. You think it's between two scorpions? Probably. I mean, there's like a 100% chance that, yes, that's happening right now. Biting over the last uh,
3: dung beetle poop. Yeah. Up until the mid-1990s, hitchhiking in Australia was viewed as an adventurous and an inexpensive, if not completely safe, means of travel. However, unsolved Australian missing persons cases such as the Trudy Adams of 1978, Tony Jones of 1982, Noko Onda Onda? of 1987, And Anna Rosa Liva of 1991 led to those who still hitchhiked to begin to travel in pairs for safety.
2: Yeah, I just feel like hitchhiking is just not a good idea in general. Just Uber, which is virtual uh, hitchhiking. Okay, well this is back in like the 90s, You also have to pay for it. (laughs) Yes, that's
1: true. I mean, you still have to pay for hitchhiking, cash, grass, or ass.
3: Yeah. I'm sure back in the 70s, it was Ass. Or grass. Or both.
2: It or could be both. You're right. Yeah, grass, yeah. Gas, was, <laughs> gas was cheap back
3: then,
1: you know?
2: Oh, yeah. It yeah. was.
1: But so was grass.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, now... because And it, probably like, it's asked here,
2: too, if you think about it. It was probably pretty probably. cheap. <laughs> I mean,
1: weed is legal here. Inflation over
2: here now. You can just
1: get your driver to drive you to the nearest weed dispensary and, you know, buy some grass. It's, yep. you know, government-funded grass. <laughs> Traveling
3: in pairs is a good strategy. However, unless one of the pair is carrying a gun, it will do no good if the killer has a gun. A killer will not attack two people with just a knife. That is almost untenable. Someone could get away. Unless, of course, the killer threatens one of the pair in order to get the other person to comply, and that might not work either. Yeah. There was a rash of killings related to hitchhikers in America in the 70s and 80s. By the 90s in America, hitchhiking was not as prevalent. But Australia has had far fewer serial killers than America. Bought the theme of attacking the undesirables or non-persons obviously transcends national boundaries and cultures. Of course, of
2: course, yeah. yeah that
1: is that is not an American thing. That's an every. That's a human thing. Oh yeah, because humans suck.
2: Yep, unfortunately, <laughs> we do suck. <laughs> yep. Some
1: suck more than others.
2: <laughs> yes, literally,
1: <laughs> like like the prostitutes. <laughs> exactly.
2: See, this is why I hang out with dogs all day. Because people just suck.
1: But sometimes dogs suck too.
2: The, oh, yeah, yeah. Lily
1: peed on the carpet today. Damn. Which sucks. Yeah, that That sucks. was probably my fault though. Because it was like <laughs> seven or eight in the morning. I was like, I think the dog needs to go up. I'm like, nah, she's fine. She wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> my bad.
3: <laughs> By the time of the first Belangelo State Forest discoveries, several other backpackers had also disappeared. One case involved a young Victorian couple from Frankston. Deborah Everest, 19, and James Gibson, 19, who had been missing since leaving Sydney for ConFest near Albury on December 30th, 1989. Hmm. Is that like Fire Festival? I have no idea what that is.
2: Yeah, ConFest. <laughs> I've never heard of that.
3: ConFest. But... General Con. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Like a general a convention.
1: Con. A festival for conventions. <laughs> a
3: festival for cons and conventions, yes. Of course. Another related to, like I guess it's Simone Schmidl, 21 Schmidl from Germany, German. <laughs> who had been missing since leaving Sydney for Melbourne on January 20th, 1991. Similarly, a German couple, Gabber-Nückbarger, or <laughs> Nug- I guess, so. Nug- yeah, Nückbarger, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, I'm trying not to <laughs> mess <laughs> these names up, but they are foreign.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we already know how that goes.
3: Yep, Gabber was 21, and Anja Habshid, 20, had disappeared after leaving a King's Cross hotel from Milder on December 26,
2: 1991. Hmm.
3: Very odd. Another involved missing British backpackers. Caroline Clark, 21, and Joanne Walters, 22, were last seen in King's Cross on April 18, 1992.
0: Hmm.
2: So, so he was like, he was targeting festivals, like hostels, and then also just, you know, people. Well, we don't
1: know if they were the same. These could just be.
3: Oh,
2: okay. So these these
1: are just like missing
2: people. Oh, well, that's the other okay.
3: thing, too, that we were talking about, too, was In the that first, we don't know if Ivan was responsible for more than the seven murders that he was convicted yeah.
2: of. Right, right. Because he died before even being able to well, confess. Well, he never admitted right? to it. Either. Yeah. He never admitted to it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. okay. Yeah.
3: As we see here, the majority of these missing persons were missing in pairs. Better to just not hitchhike ever than to think there is total safety in numbers, mm-hmm. whether you are armed or not. No matter how clever one might think their safety plan is, there is also a killer out there far more clever. Well, Someone be- really annoying until they're just like, okay, we can't deal with <laughs> Look, hitchhiking in Canada is a no-no. Yeah. No, probably right. Shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Hitchhiking in Alabama? No-no. I don't think you want to try to kill the person in the backseat
2: no <laughs> because they
3: might all three be armed
2: oh yeah and florida too florida's one of those places like everybody's... i know they're
3: gonna whip out a damn k-47
1: <laughs> but i think i think <laughs> if you're picking up a hitchhiker in florida it's probably more dangerous for the driver than oh a hitchhiker.
2: absolutely you better <laughs> yes. be careful who the fuck you're yes. picking up on the side of the road
1: <laughs>
3: murdy Ooh, man, I had like a stroke. <laughs> I was like, murder.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Murderpedia lists 118 male Australian serial killers with dates that started with killings in 1824 and killings that ended in 2012. Murderpedia then lists 22 female Australian serial killers with dates that started with killings in 1885 and killings that ended in 2010. Damn. Damn. I wonder why there's less female serial killers.
2: Well, I feel like for females, I mean, it's a little bit harder, you know, like a male and stuff. Obviously, he's going to target like weaker people and stuff, and he can get away with it versus like a woman, you know, like if, if I feel she's like car-
3: a woman would be a far more deadlier serial killer. Well, Yeah, than because a you your they guard is be. down. Yeah, like yeah. your guard
2: is down. But I'm just saying like for a I mean. Okay, you go and try and stab somebody to death. It's not that easy. It's not like in the fucking movie. You, you know this
1: from experience,
2: Sam? <laughs> Yes, Look, of course. I live in Florida, okay?
3: I'm oh, saying yes. a female serial killer, right? Yeah. Most men think with their second brain. Oh, yeah. So yeah. a female serial killer could easily right show the tatas but he, he, oh yeah but show, but here's the thing show the body you know what <laughs> i mean you, a lot get of get females... your mind off of something else and that female
1: could easily grasp in the kill right right a lot of female serial because okay it's it men are just built stronger than women yeah. that is not a sexist statement that's just men are built di- like we're, we're different mm-hmm. we're built differently women can do things men can't men can do things women can't um but so as a result like a man can for the most part, again, obviously there are you know, I'm I'm generalizing. I don't know. Here, there are some
3: females out there, bob kick Yeah, that would, oh, that would
1: yeah, yeah, like yeah. any UFC fighter. But I'm I'm talking like you know, like me. Okay, person. like compared
2: like yes, me. Exactly. To like Nick, obviously, yeah. like Nick is going to be you know like stronger than me. I'll
1: stab you good. <laughs>
2: yeah, but now
1: on the point of like female serial killers, you know, using their sexuality to kill men. A lot of female mm-hmm. serial killers use poison. Right. And what they'll do is they'll, you know, get into a relationship with a guy and then kill him like through like poison over or whatever, right? Time. Well, Warno's was different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. She did use sexuality. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and the, the guard's down and bing, bang, boom, you, you shoot him. Yeah. Whatever. And that's the thing, too. A lot of serial killers don't use guns, but again, um, for women, they would, I don't want to say have to, but could.
2: Oh, yeah more likely no. would be able to if, because... If she has a gun, then yeah, yeah of course she... Doesn't matter you, how big you yeah, are Yeah, yeah, you're, you're going has yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: got a gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, and I know... Oh, I don't remember who this woman was. Because again, I watch a lot of, you know, Investigation Discovery. And the, <laughs> a lot of the ones I see with women is they marry these guys and it's like a long game. Mm-hmm. And then they eventually get poison and then eventually they, they die or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're caught is it's like, this chick's been buried four times. They all died from poison. Yeah. Like all her husbands have died from poison. And it's like, Hmm.
3: And those she's are usually trying to litos. get like
2: insurance yeah. money or something. Yeah. From it. Yeah.
3: Australia has a far lower number of identified serial killers or serial killings. Mind you, these are lists of known serial killers. Many serial killings fly under the radar for various reasons. For comparison, Murderpedia lists male serial killers in Texas alone is 828. That is for
1: one state in the U.S. Yeah, but they're all a little crazy in Texas.
2: Damn, that's I think there's a little crazy. Of there's a couple I wonder, of states. I out wonder there. how many in Florida is probably like in the thousands. Florida is
3: probably high. You, your bigger, your bigger, your states with bigger metropolitan areas mm-hmm. or bigger like. um touristy yeah. places because oh, yeah. how many tourists are in Florida, Ooh.
2: right? tons. Um, yeah,
3: but as it's, we... a lot of it's going to be centered around metropolitan areas. Think about it. Yeah. There's a lot of serial killers that have come out of Ohio.
2: Right. There's York York a lot City. that have
3: come out of uh, Colorado. hmm mm-hmm. There's a lot that have come out of Washington. Mm-hmm. California, yep. so bigger metropolitan areas are places with major cities mm-hmm.
1: typically yeah, have you're, you're, more serial. You're not going to get a serial killer from Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, yeah.
2: No, no. <laughs> I mean you might, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What
1: what
3: would his what would his serial killer name be? Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. I don't know
1: enough about Iowa. Home of the, the cornhusker killer. killer. <laughs> the Corn <Husker> killer. <laughs> I'm just waiting for like the serial killer from Nebraska or something. Oh my gosh. Just, just one of those states to forget exists. <laughs> oh, you said Iowa. That's actually, I
3: think that's uh, what? Potatoes.
2: Potatoes. The potato killer. Right, yes. yes the spud killer. He
1: lures people in with potatoes.
2: I mean, that's how you would get me because I love potatoes.
1: Potatoes are fantastic. They are. they are. You know who else loves potatoes? Lily. <laughs> in French fry
3: form. Of course. It is important to compare the numbers for Australia with the numbers for the U.S. to show that serial homicide is far rarer down under than it is in America. Countries that have lower numbers for serial killers have less serial killers.
2: Uh, That makes sense. Yeah, that would make sense. (laughs) But yeah, imagine, because we've always talked about this too. Like, you know, that's just what we know. There's probably who knows how many fucking serial killers that we don't even know about that are still out yep. there probably just living a normal well, there's life. serial
3: killing still happening yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah. they're just not as they don't put them in the news like they did back then
2: right
1: yeah because i mean the the, the whole story is if it bleeds it leads but mm-hmm. now you can get your news from like anywhere right and no one's waiting for the six o'clock news mm-hmm. to see, you know, no one's waiting for the next newspaper. That's kind of like the just
3: serial go... killings that are supposedly going on in, uh, the serial killer that's supposedly going on in New Jersey.
1: Yeah.
2: And there's a
3: serial killer
1: supposedly going on in Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas? Out, Out of all places. <laughs> Arkansas speaking speaking of states i forget exist arkansas mm. arkansas <laughs> you know
2: it's so funny i worked with a um a what a this girl um at the bank and we had to look at this one client's uh driver's license and she was from arkansas and the girl she literally like she looked and she was like where's our Kansas from <laughs> and i was like i was like i had to look at it and i was like um, you mean Arkansas? Oh, God. <laughs> it's like, it was the funniest thing. We were all busting out laughing. It,
1: in all fairness, it is spelled
3: Arkansas. It is.
2: No, it's very <laughs> oddly spelled. It's
3: also spelled Arkansas.
2: Yes. Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. And I like Kansas. That.
3: Kansas. <laughs> so let us explain. In a country where serial homicide numbers are traditionally low, there is likely to be a greater tendency to notice if something is amiss. When a crime is shocking and unusual, and the country is not constantly bombarded by such events, and any others that occur are far more likely to be noticed and investigated. That's true.
2: Yeah.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't get uh, lost in the noise. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's just like added to the list.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs>
3: If you are not desensitized to the brutality like we are in America, you are more likely to speak out or seek answers, and you are more likely to notice if something goes missing.
2: Right. Yep.
3: There are also other elements that play into this. Culture, access to guns, societal acceptance, and or glorification of violence and population per capita. But we must point out the ultimate irony the non-indigenous population of Australia was comprised at the start of mostly criminals.
1: Yes, they sent them all there. They shipped them to Australia. <laughs> they did. Yeah. Yep. They did. It was basically yeah. prison a
3: prison island. Yeah,
2: too. yeah.
1: And then they just started a country.
3: Because it's like, <laughs> <They did. laughs> you
2: get dropped off in Australia. It's like, where the fuck are you going to go? Go swim with yeah. the fucking great white shark, the 20-foot great white sharks that they got over there?
1: It's the jellyfish? <laughs> yeah. the, the saltwater crocodiles?
2: No, thank you.
1: Nope. They big there. Oh, yeah. How the hell did the indigenous people get to Australia? I don't Who know. knows?
2: Why don't you ask them, Nick?
1: <laughs> well, they won't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so a country that started off as a jail colony manages to behave itself better than America. <laughs> it is important to see this comparison because it also explains the outcry and shock at the killings.
2: No, America funny because ironically, is ironically. Like... It is terrible. Terrible. America
1: is like uber religious. I don't <laughs> think Australia is. Yeah. I mean.
2: But I don't think you know. that really has. I don't know. Does that really have I an don't. I don't on... think that
1: really makes a difference. Yeah. I, I think. Oh, it does. Because everything is. Religious people are very violent.
2: That is true, think- but I don't think every serial killer's like you know religious. <laughs> a Catholic, <laughs> a Catholic serial killer. I mean, there probably is more than likely. <laughs> We've heard
1: people that killed as a God told him to do it or whatever. Oh yeah, I oh mean, a bunch of times. Be... Now they're not inherently religious; they're just crazy, crazy. and
2: they just use yeah. God as a
1: you yeah. Know. They hear a voice in their head, and they assume God.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: What it was really Bud Light told you to get in that box. <laughs>
3: Bud Light.
2: Bud Light whispering in your ear. Yeah.
3: <laughs> On September 19, 1992, two runners discovered a concealed corpse while ori- what Tell me that word, Nick. Orienteering. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I guess running or... Or sure. going about on Belangelu,
1: <laughs> or maybe like it's it's close to oral, so maybe they're having like oral, oral sex. I don't
2: think it's oral. Yeah, I don't think it's oral sex.
1: I no, think it just means <laughs> I think it
3: just means running about. Yeah. No, I like mine better. <laughs> uh, the I like following my the following morning, police discovered a second body ninety eight feet from the first. Police quickly confirmed via dental records that the bodies were those of Clark and Walters. Walters. Had been stabbed fourteen times, Whoa. four times in the chest, once in the neck, and nine times in the back, oh. which would have paralyzed her. While Clark had been shot ten times in the head at the burial site, and police believe she had been used, he she had been used as target practice. After a thorough search of the forest, investigators ruled out the possibility of further discoveries within Belangelo State Forest.
2: That's like overkill ten times. It's brutality. It's brutality. No, that, that is. Yeah, yeah, that is ridiculous. And
1: usually, when you see something like like um a lot of stabs like that, it's Ugh. usually a crime of passion. Yeah, so that's you know a wife or husband scorned. You know what I mean? Right. It when it's personal, you don't usually see that level of brutality when it's a random killing.
2: Yeah.
3: Usually. usually have you, if you haven't seen i know that our, our viewers of the tv show have seen the images of ivan Milat. he's a hunter yeah he is that's what he enjoys he loves what he likes doing except in this point he, he was hunt haunted humans.
2: people yeah right
3: clark and walters were the british backpackers and here we see evidence of either typical hubris that serial killers tend to display towards the end of their run the more times they get away with it, the higher their
1: confidence gets. They begin to feel invincible. Yeah. And how many serial killers have been caught because they've made a stupid mistake? They were sloppy. Which is great, so,
2: you know, that they made yeah. a mistake because then you're able yeah. to catch them. But, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: But well, Granted, serial killers we have caught because there's probably several out there that oh haven't yeah. been caught yet. Yep. There are several
3: famous ones mm-hmm. or infamous ones that yeah. have not been caught. Mm-hmm. Zodiac killer, for instance, uh mm-hmm. who killed uh the the black Dahlia murder
2: mhm- yep
1: yeah
3: also we mentioned this in the first part about the the scene from Wolf Creek mm-hmm. where Mick Taylor paralyzes the girl, and was stabbing her in the back,
2: yeah, yeah, ooh,
3: there was mm-hmm. your uh inspiration ooh. It is common for killers to choose the same dumping grounds for some of their victims. Green River used a common dumping ground for many of his victims. And it was obvious that the couple was dumped in the location where they died. Sometimes there are several locations abduction, holding, execution, and dumping. Sometimes there are
1: just one or two. Look at yeah. Fred and Rose West, how many <sighs> burials... I mean granted they killed so many people. Yeah.
3: They haven't to...
2: even yeah, they haven't even found all the bodies. They're well, like think scattered. think of
3: Dahmer would be yeah. more of the one or two, right? He yeah. hit him yeah. directly in his house and put him in barrels or you know cut him up to eat him or whatever.
2: Right.
3: He would be part of the one or two. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Like you said, Fred and Rose West.
2: They had multiple locations. They had, they had
3: multiple locations, mm-hmm. but they also kind of
1: needed multiple locations.
3: Yeah, uh, running out of space. Mm. John yeah. Wayne Gacy would be a one location, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we've never done John Wayne Gacy on this show. Uh, we will get to him at some point. He has the but... new Netflix,
1: or not him? The...
3: Netflix is the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Yeah. Now, never yeah. I have to watch that. Um, but he had a one space, which was in the crawl space under the house, mm-hmm. right? In October 1993, a local man searching for firewood discovers bones in a particularly remote section of the forest. He returned with police to the scene where the two bodies were quickly discovered and later identified as Gibson and Everest.
2: Damn.
3: Gibson's skeleton found in a foital... Fetal.
1: Is that fetal? It's fetal. That's actually how you're supposed to spell... Wow,
3: really? really?
1: It's just like, I, I know, I just known. It likes it would say it foidal. Way. Yeah. Foidal.
2: Fo- foidal. <laughs> foidal. Foidal. Foidal position.
1: Uh, fetal position. Showed
3: eight stab wounds. Oh. A large knife had cut through his upper spine, causing paralysis. And stab wounds to his back and chest would have punctured his heart and lungs.
2: Notice and how he is- he keeps going for like the spine like, back yeah, yeah. area to paralyze his victims. That's mm-hmm. but disturbing. The thing I find
1: interesting is the multiple stab wounds. Because, like, when you're a hunter, mm-hmm. you know, you don't shoot up a deer. No. To get, like, you, you just want one clean shot, I, right? I think he yeah, was, like like
2: they said, I think he was yeah. practicing and trying to get his, you know, I don't know. Jollies. His jollies in or well, whatever. You can already see
3: the MO is a
1: knife.
2: Oh, yeah. 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 Right.
1: Call that a annoy-
3: See, this. Uh,
2: no. i would rather get shot than get stabbed like a million times because i can't even imagine like mm-hmm. getting stabbed 14 times no i'm good because if you get
1: shot you can get shot in the right spot and just die, right it's like which is, if, yeah. if
2: you get shot in the right spot it's instant and that's it but you get stabbed yeah. fourteen times, you're gonna feel that shit you know mm-hmm. maybe after like the last couple stabs you're probably dead but most of those stabs you're gonna feel that
3: Everest had been savagely beaten. Her skull was fractured in two places. Her jaw was broken, and there were knife marks on her forehead. She had been stabbed once in the back.
2: See, he keeps going for the back.
3: That's what what I keep saying, too, is the brutality, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What
1: is causing the brutality?
2: Well, I'm guessing
1: he's sneaking up on them, because how do you stab someone in the back? You'd have to be behind them. And then if
2: there's two of them, it's like, would not i mean, i'm I'm sure they're going to f- try and fight you, you know, at least if if one person's getting stabbed, the other one's going to at least try and like fight you off or something. Yeah. it'd be kind of hard. It'd be kind of hard to stab two people at the same time.
3: The presence of Gibson's body in Belangelo puzzled investigators as his camera had previously been discovered on december thirty first, nineteen eighty nine, and his backpack later on march thirteenth, nineteen ninety, by the side of the by the side of the road at Galston Gorge in the northern Sydney suburbs, seventy five miles to the north.
2: Hmm. That's weird.
3: So you're talking about a huge span. And sorry, I kind of broke up there because I was like swallowing my spit wrong. (laughs) Um, Just like my baby does. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But you can see that there's a huge span of area that he's working in, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So that makes it even harder because like we said last episode, how much of the outback and the area of wilderness is in Australia alone? Right. Right right mm-hmm. you can like you were talking about the 30,000 people that are missing in Australia yeah. it's easily dis- it's easy to disappear
1: in Australia
2: apparently there's a Jeez. lot of
1: like it's a big country but not all of it is inhabitable right right it's like it's like Canada except here the parts that are inhabitable are just like cold as shit so you know you're not really hiding a body there right <laughs> but you know there's there's a lot of in habitable land but easy to hide a body yeah not not here here it's just snow so the body would stick out but you know <laughs> in a desert or no back, yeah yeah but here
3: is where we see the inspiration for the terrifying head on a stick scene in wolf creek Uh-oh. the victim was rendered paralyzed and then murdered most certainly a specific type of horror nearly impossible to comprehend Uh so that is a horrible uh, Anyways, a horrible way to die in this manner. Mm-hmm. But imagine being paralyzed. And he can't you do can't anything. You can't do anything.
2: No. And then oh. you know you're going to die. Oh, no. That's terrible.
3: On November 1st, 1993, a skeleton was found in a clearing along a fire trail in the forest during a police sweep. It was later identified as that of Schmidl and bore at least eight stab wounds. Two had severed her spine and others oh. would have punctured her heart. And lungs. Yeah, those are like the kill, like the sweet spots there. Yeah. So there's his M.O. The spine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The Paraly- it sounds like to
2: paralyze them. Yes. That's fucked.
3: Which, if he's causing the brutality, or he has tried to cause some type of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Paralyzing an individual, like I just said, and then knowing that that individual cannot do anything, it makes his- him feel powerful. Yeah, yeah.
2: that's his M.O.
3: Clothing found at the scene was not Schmidtels, but matched that of another missing backpacker, Habshid. I, I hope I'm not botching. Habshid. I names. I'm, probably am because I can't <laughs> read foreign names. Uh the bodies of Habschmidt and Nugelbauer were then found on a nearby fire trail on November 4th, 1993, in shallow graves 160 feet apart.
2: Hmm. Oh. Damn.
3: Habshid, or Habshid had been decapitated, and despite an extensive search, her skull was never found. Newbogger had been shot in the head six times. Oh, there was God. evidence that some of the victims did not die instantly from their injuries. Okay, the
1: shot in the head is interesting. Damn. that's way different. It is different.
2: That yeah. is. But, but also, right. you, can you don't also... need to shoot
1: someone in the head six times. Well, that's no.
2: what he likes to overkill. That's like his yeah. thing, too, is that once he knows he's dead, he just still keeps going for some reason. Yeah, it's
3: the brutality. Yeah, you know, That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what he's getting something out of the brutal destruction of and, the human body. And
2: the skull thing not being found, that's also weird, too. So I wonder if he kept it like as a trophy or something. Because he, has, he hasn't kept anything from the other victims. So that's, That we know of. Yeah, that we know of. So that's kind of like odd for him.
1: He could have taken like a piece of jewelry or something. Maybe. Yeah. These details indicate to us
3: a serial killer who possesses a definite predilection of sadism. The fact that one was made into a head on a stick alone demonstrates that, but coupled with the fact that some of the victims did not die instantly from their injuries—no,
2: like like I was saying, them suffer
3: exactly. That that was the fear, causing the fear, making you seem more powerful in that situation. Mm -hmm. That you have the choice to make them live or die
2: yeah and was ivan wasn't he like a pretty big guy like he was was he big i can't remember if he was like i don't
3: know if he was really big but he kind of had a like if you look at pictures of him mm. he is that outback aussie type of guy
2: right right Um,
3: he has the mustache like the mm-hmm. i don't know it's not really a mustache it's more like it comes down what do you call it it's like a foo man not a Fu Manchu.
1: Um, um, no, what, what what it's on the tip of my tongue now. What the hell is it? Is it he it's has like the handlebar of mustache,
3: handlebar mustache yeah. kind of thing going on. He has you know pictures with guns and
2: right, yeah. There they is Hulk Hogan, like
3: Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> He's the backpack
2: killer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there is another sadistic and especially cruel element to these killings that you may not latch onto immediately. Many of these people were traveling together. They were killed together. That means that one person was still alive while the other was being murdered. So you probably paralyzed the first person. I was going to say that. Made them watch.
2: Oh, Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's even worse.
3: So think about that. Imagine being incapacitated in some way and being forced to watch as your friend or partner was killed in front of you. That is doubly sadistic. The suffering of the person being killed first is coupled by the other person's terror of being forced to watch and also knowing deep down that they will be next. That element is perhaps the most sadistic, yet not glaring, obvious aspects of the killings.
2: No, he Yeah, that's like mental torture oh. and then
1: regular torture.
3: No, yeah. it's
2: that's terrible. He definitely he had some sick fucking fetishes or That's whatever also the fuck showing it
3: was. the same power struggle right yeah the power that i have the ability to incapacitate you and then kill your your partner or your friend right in front of you and you can't do anything about it yeah
2: oh, that's got to be terrible
3: in response to the fines on october 14 1993 task force air containing more than 20 detectives and analysts was set up by the nsw police on November 5th, 1993, the NSW government increased the reward in relation to the Belangelo serial killings to $500,000. Public warnings were also given, particularly aimed at international backpackers to avoid hitchhiking along the Hume Highway. Oh, also, you probably highway.
1: shouldn't hitchhike anyways.
2: No, no, it's just a bad idea. If you're listening to this, hitchhiking is a bad idea, okay? Don't do it. It's just not worth it.
3: After developing the, their profile of the killer, the police faced an enormous volume of data from numerous sources. Investigators applied link analysis technology to roads and traffic authority vehicle records, gym memberships, gun licensing, and internal police records. As a result, the list of suspects were progressively narrowed to a short list of 230. Oh, sure. And then to an even shorter list of 32.
2: <laughs> okay, well, 32 is... You know, that, that's okay. They had but to narrow 230? it down somehow.
3: Oof. Yeah. So Stephanie actually asked two Australian citizens what they were called about the killings. At 2021 underscore karma said, I do recall it. And it was big here and everyone was talking about it. It was all over the news. But the Outback isn't that notorious. It was just one sick person who went on a sick and twisted killing spree.
2: Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, Cause after that, I'm not there afraid of the a... Outback because of murderers. I'm right. afraid of the Outback because <laughs> everything wants to kill you. <laughs> not people, just everything. Uh, Jathar, I know
3: who you are. I'm sorry if I, if I messed your name up. Please forgive me. Uh, he actually said this of the Outback. Dude, 100% they are. It's a dangerous place, the Outback. The killings were a big deal in Australia. I've been to the forest that he dumped the bodies in at 1 a.m. with a mate. It is creepy.
2: Why would you do that? That should have
3: brought a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. A yes-yes board.
2: (laughs) Yes-yes board.
3: There were similar aspects to all the murders. Each of the bodies had been dumped in remote bushland and covered by a pyramid of sticks and ferns. Forensic study determined that each had suffered multiple stab wounds to the the torso, and many showed signs of sexual assault.
2: Oh, so huge. So there's
3: another thing added on top of it. The killer, probably a local with a four-wheel drive, had evidently restrained and spent considerable time with the victims both during and after the murders, as campsites were discovered close to the location of each body. Matching 22 caliber bullets, shell casings, and cartridge boxes, uh, from two weapons, also linked the crime scenes,
0: hmm.
3: so that also gives you an idea of the weapon being used. Right? right, twenty-two caliber, that narrows down guns. Yep. Speculation arose that the crimes were the work of several killers, given that most of the victims had been attacked while as pairs had been killed in different way different ways and buried separately. This is like the Amityville horror. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: so they thought murders. that it was multiple killers at first. Well, yeah,
3: because you had several M.O.s. The only M.O. that I've been able to sit here and point out was the spine stuff. Yeah, right. The mm-hmm. parale- using a yeah. knife on the regular. Call that
1: a knife? This is a knife.
3: <laughs> that was used in Crocodile Dundee, and <laughs> as I said in part one, it was also used in Wolf Creek. If we think all the way back to our series on Fred and Rose West you might recall us discussing the difference between an MO and a signature. The MO, the modius modius operandi, is the internal pull that causes the killer to kill. MOs overlap. Many killers kill because it satisfies a certain need. The signature is the manner in which this need is satisfied. These are like the individual kinks or quirks of that killer's. Remember that Fred loved disarticulating the bodies of his victims and that he seemed to have a particular interest in hand and foot bones, bones, which were never found. That is more indicative of a signature.
2: Well, his signature, like you said, was the stabbing, the backstabbing. So his, so
3: it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be his MO. His signature would be the spinal Mm -hmm. thing, the paralysis. Yeah. Especially chilling is the fact that the killer spent considerable time with the victims both during and after the murders. His campsites were discovered close to the location of each body.
2: Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy
3: was known to revisit certain dump sites. the spend the time with the bodies, and in Bundy's case, that meant necrophilia. Mm -hmm. The quote above says that of the forensic tests performed on the victims' bodies that many showed signs of sexual assault it does not specify if the sexual assault took place before or more creepily after death.
1: Ugh. I mean, based on his need for um, he does, power... He doesn't want you it, to fight
2: back, so... It
1: seems like... No, 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 I think, well, you were paralyzed. Yeah. That's what I would think.
2: Yeah. So who he knows if he kept them alive yeah. or... Yeah. The,
1: think
3: about it, it, it. Like Nick is saying, when you're when you're talking about a power move and if he's trying to feel being powerful Mm -hmm. it would make sense that he wouldn't do that after death it would make more sense that he does it while they're incapacitated yeah they can't do anything
2: yeah
3: Dahmer too was another who spent a great deal of time with his victims his ultimate fantastic goal his ultimate dream was to create a shrine of his victim's skulls sketches of this idolized shrine were found in his apartment along with the bodies or parts of bodies of many of his victims.
2: Yeah, pretty nasty stuff.
3: But this is going to end part two of our series on Ivan Malat. We got one more part to go. The penultimate episode. The series. This is the penultimate <laughs> episode, Nick. It is. As we're getting deeper into Ivan.
2: Oh, yeah. And we're getting However, closer to his capture. Because right now, he's still, there's still...
3: Well, we already know how it ends, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, of course. (laughs) He's in Florida
3: selling meth. (laughs) However, we would like to thank our very own writer and researcher, Stephanie Kimmermer, for all the hard work and dedication she put into the series on the serial killer, Ivan Malat. And before I go over these resources, I just want to apologize if I messed up any victims' names and if I messed up anybody's names or places
1: in this episode, or this whole entire
3: series.
2: <laughs> we just apologize we for the whole series.
1: <laughs> apologize for the whole thing. because It turns out the murders weren't in Australia, it was actually Austria. <laughs> uh, the resources we would like to thank for this series,
3: Wikipedia, Travel Outback, Outback Australia, newsinfo.edu, biography, fbi.gov, namus.gov, missingpersons.gov, globalmissingkids.org, Murderpedia, and the BBC. The big black cock. <laughs> every time <laughs> don't forget come help support the show you can get more bonus content by joining our elbow deep club on patreon and get the after show plus these main episodes early and ad free for just five dollars a month visit patreon.com slash studios and don't forget come follow us on the social medias at twitter instagram and tiktok by searching at podcast afraid and everything I just mentioned, it's it's in the show notes of this episode. So all the links are there. There's also a one-all link down there that puts all the links to everything. Nice. So there you go. Go to YouTube, watch past shows if you haven't done that, or go check us out on the Crime and Conspiracy Network to get brand new episodes. Plus, every episode we've ever released is on there on demand. There you go. Uh, obviously... Next week we will be back with the final part in this series, part three of Ivan Milat, the final episode, the ultimate episode, the ultimate episode, the ultimate episode. Uh, patrons, you're going to get a brand new episode on Wednesday, and you're getting creepy posta. Yes, creepy pasta. And it's Nick's turn. Nick's going to have a story, and yeah. it's not going to be a long story. We're no. not doing that. We're not doing Ben Drown. Ben <laughs> part two. No, absolutely We're not. Doing Nope. electric boogaloo (laughs) electric boogaloo but yes you will get a creepy pasta episode on next uh or wednesday's wednesday's episode i don't know i'm I'm all over the place right now okay i'm all over the place
1: i haven't had much sleep i'm running on fumes (laughs) i've just been very confused because i took sunday off because it was mother's day Mm -hmm. and i usually work sundays and it's good that he texted this morning to make sure that we could still record. So I'm like, oh, yeah, that's today. Because I've just been so good. <laughs> and on top of that, usually I'm off Monday, Tuesday. Like, that's just the way my schedule has been working. Yeah. I work today and tomorrow. So in my head, it's like, what? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Because it's just everything was just kind of thrown off because I yeah. took the, the weekend day off. It's just everything's stuck the window. <laughs> Well, all right. Well,
3: let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap up this episode so Nick doesn't get even more confused. Who are Thank you your- people? What are you doing in my basement? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode or watching it. We really appreciate you. And of course, we will see you next week. But remember to stay elbow deep.
0: Mm.
2: This podcast
1: has been made possible by listeners like you. The show is part of the Ordus Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.